Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska Baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Middle of the field, first and 10 in a row, 42, play action. Travis has a pocket, looking to throw, winding up. Home run ball, Coleman has a step. Coleman caught, 20, 10, trot, in there, baby. Big play alert. You've just said it, Keon County. Touchdown, Florida State. Touchdown, FSU. Welcome back. Heard at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, Twitter, YouTube, all the places. That's Andrew Rogers. Yo! I'm Ravi Lula. That was Florida State, Keon Coleman. Where does that catch rank? And not that one that we heard. The, the crazy one-handed one over the Where middle. Where does that catch rank Ooh. all time in catches that you've seen or watched or witnessed? It's, it's pretty high. Because um, originally I thought he – kind of corralled it with one hand and then brought it into the other, and that's not what happened. He caught it with one hand and then just brought it down, You know, which was kind of crazy. You know why he was able to do that? Why is that? Because he's also a basketball player. Yeah. And it was like a rebound. Not only that, no, it, it more it reminded me of a Hail Mary pass in basketball. Oh, Because okay. a lot of times you don't see guys go up with two hands on a ball that high. Yes, yeah. You go up with just one hand and you bring it down. Yeah. To your hip, yeah. like he would take a basketball down. Right, yeah. Right? And that's why I really think he's able to make that catch. Yeah. The way his body, the way he got off the ground, mm-hmm. the way he caught the ball, um, like further, like I'm going to try to. behind and, his and, body yeah, and a like, little and bit. On like the basketball court, like closer to the hoop, bring mm-hmm. it down to your hip, and then go up for or a layup. it's almost like a poorly thrown mm-hmm. alley-oop that you kind of catch mm-hmm. behind your head. Correct. And yeah. you just bring it down. Yeah. And I think he's just done that so many times yeah. over and over in his just – Athletic 19, career, yeah. Yeah, year, years, yeah, athletic career, and poof, you get a play like that yeah. because it's just instinctive. Yeah. It looks great. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. But the first thing I thought of was if he player. wasn't a multi-sport athlete, yeah. if he wasn't a basketball player, I don't know if that catch is made. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir here on the multi-sport athlete thing. That's something that I believe in, like, super strongly because I think overall it does make you better. Right, it makes you better at whatever you end up doing. You end up being better at it mm-hmm. when you have like multiple movement patterns that you're used to because it makes you more athletic. I, I'm a why do a lot of super firm offensive linemen in football they wrestle, wrestle or they, um, you know, a lot of them do even even a lot of those guys play basketball because it's mm-hmm. really good for your footwork. Mm-hmm. It's really good for your Technique. body movement and things like that. And a lot of defensive linemen end up wrestling. A lot of those guys. Um, you know, whether it's something that even directly correlates to your sport or not, even those guys that, you know, football players that play baseball, it's good for your hand-eye coordination. It's good. Football for- players that play soccer or uh, baseball players that play soccer. Yeah. 
people don't really like think about this too much, but speed of the game, mm-hmm. like it, it, they mirror each other mm-hmm. when you play those sports because you're not always in on the action. You're kind of yeah. always moving, but it's like every pitch, like you're always moving well, in and baseball. There's like a focus thing, right? Because mm-hmm. you have to be able to focus the entire time, even when you're not necessarily directly engaged in the action, and you have to be able to kind of spurt and quick uh, and pick your spots and things like that. The value of being a multi-sport athlete, even if you don't have direct crossover, I just think it's really good for athletic movements to have lots of different variety, right? It's better for It's just things health. on your tool belt. Yeah, and I think it, honestly, I think it reduces injuries because a lot of injuries are overuse or repetitive motion injuries, whereas if you don't have your body doing different things, you're way more likely to kind of run into that sooner mm-hmm. in your athletic career. Unless you have ankles like me, then the injuries are just long-term <laughs> throughout just each sport. Inevitable. <laughs> um, no, I know I've got, I've got little literal anchors in my ankle from rolling it so many times. It's, it's brutal, right? But there's a lot of those guys, I think they just end up healthier long-term, and I think they just end up better at their sport because they played other sports for a long time. These guys that specialize super early and then never kind of focus on anything else, I, I mean, obviously you have success stories like that, but I would much rather bet on a guy that was a multi-sport athlete that mm-hmm. you can specialize late, even if it's just a thing from not getting burned out. You know, you see these, like, tennis players that they do only tennis from age, like, four and then by the time they get to the pros, they're 19, 20 years old, and they kind of hate the game at that point because it's all they've been doing for 15 years, and that's all they know in their entire life, where if you've got some variety and you specialize late, then by the time that's the only thing you do, you haven't already burned yourself out mentally on it. Multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to Avery Howard at the okay. hockey game. Yeah. And I don't know how we got on this topic, but she had told me that she grew up doing Taekwondo. Oh, sure, yeah. And then I made the joke. Of Martial like, arts are great for us. I know. I, I made the joke later on. I'm like, oh, who needs, like, a gun or a bat, like, whenever <laughs> you marry that man of your dreams because you're just going to be the weapon that he sends right? downstairs. Like, Avery, black belt, get downstairs. <laughs> and then she told me she also danced growing up. Oh, and, sure, yeah. And I bring that up because Ken goes dancing in martial arts for feet and flexibility. Absolutely. Like, those are two crazy And body sports. control, just overall body control. But I, I responded back to Avery in that same conversation of gymnastics. Like mm-hmm. gymnastic, and yep. she's like, I was a gymnast too. I'm like, of course you were. Of course, yeah. Um, that's why you're a D1 athlete. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. But I, to this day, will always proclaim that I think the best possible, like the best athletes in the world are gymnasts. Mm, probably fair. And, and the reason for that is from a strength point of view yeah. and from just a skill point of view, I just think it's like Simone Biles mm-hmm. may be like the best athlete in the United States. Yeah, and sure. I just think it's because gymnastics offers a, a different set of strength and skill sets that you, not everybody can do. And it depends on how you define athleticism, right? But I kind of define athleticism as body control. Like at its at its base core, right? We think a lot of times it's, you know, a you run this fast or you jump this high or whatever, but that a lot of times is just a reflection of somebody's elite ability to control their body, right? And gymnasts, that's literally and their entire job. And you have to be job. perfect. Yes. Like you make one one inch of your body leans the wrong way and you fall off the beam, it's yeah. over. Right. Right. So it's all about precision, precise body control, right? And so yeah, I mean. And you wouldn't think that gymnastics would have a big carryover to, like with Avery, she's, she was a Division One soccer player, right? You wouldn't necessarily think like, oh, gymnastics, soccer, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Like maybe you see it with dance and foot, footwork and things like that. 
Have you but, ever tried controlling a soccer ball? It's not easy. No, it's not easy at all. But if you have elite control of your body like gymnasts mm-hmm. do, then being able to control the ball as kind of an extension of your body becomes that much easier. So uh, just on the multi-sport athlete thing, I am a huge proponent of that, especially through high school, right? At least through high school, like play multiple sports because coaches aren't oblivious to that. Coaches that are recruiting you understand that, hey, if you played multiple sports, I've, I genuinely believe your upside is mm-hmm. higher than somebody who is, you know, you see this a lot of times with the uh, like quarterback recruiting, right? Where those guys hyper-focus on like the seven-on-seven and they hyper-focus on getting a QB coach and things like that. It's like, yeah, they might get a Division One offer in eighth grade, but how much better is that kid actually get it, right? Versus the guy that was playing basketball and football and baseball and maybe he didn't spend every waking hour working on his mechanics, but then you look at him and say, hey, that's a great athlete and he's already pretty good at the position. How much better can that guy get with some proper training uh, and teaching there? So, no, I, I'm definitely on that page, and I wish more youth coaches focused more mm-hmm. on that. And because, man, some of the youth coaches, and this is probably one of my biggest pet, fee- pet peeves with the youth sports environment in this country, is they get so territorial over their athletes and their time in their sport that they really don't even make it possible. If you want to play something at a high level, they really don't even make it possible to play another sport because they will monopolize all of your time. And then you get into this cycle of, okay, well, if I don't play at a high level in this sport, then I'm not going to get recruited and I'm not going to get noticed and X, Y, and Z, right, if I don't play the game. And it's really detrimental to the kids in their development because you're putting them in in kind of a no-win position to not really get their skills the way you want them. And you're putting them in a spot where, hey, I'm not going to give you the opportunity where at these showcases or whatever where coaches are going to see you. It's super frustrating because it's not good for anyone involved. And it's just these youth coaches that want to win these Mm -hmm. kind of meaningless tournaments. And listen, I'm not saying you should not try and win, but to do it at the expense of a kid's development and overall athleticism and career, like that's the stuff that drives me crazy. Jacob on YouTube, hockey and baseball have way more in common than soccer. I mean, they're – Every sport has something in common with one another. Yeah. The, what, what I said was that soccer and baseball are a speed of the game thing. Mm-hmm. Like, th- that was the only it's point like I made between those two. Like, hockey and baseball, obviously, there's going to be a hand-eye coordination right. thing there that's a more direct correlator. But I definitely understood what you meant with soccer because, again, those are games where the pacing is a little bit different than most other sports. And the pacing in hockey is way different. Then it, it's really closer to basketball, right? Because you're up 100%. and down all the time. You're move. There's like a lot of, of things that don't even compare to hockey because you move oh, on the yeah. fly. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing he says is stop with the Biles thing. She isn't even the best athlete in women's college sports. Well, for one, she's an not Olympian. in college. Yeah, not, not she's a, an Olympian. Not in college. And, and, and two, she is ma- going going to go down as one of the best gymnasts in history. And she, in history, and she's going to go down as probably one of the best athletes in American history. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. Ask. All time, no doubt. Also not an exaggeration. If you've got a personal injury accident, you need to call our friends at Dyer Law. That's 402-393-7529 or go to DyerLaw.com, D-Y-E-R.Law. They have you covered no matter what you need. And we've got you covered. Wrapping up hour number two next on Herd Out Sports Radio.